Hey ghouls and gals, I'm Kennedy Hunter. And I'm Cat Commander. I hope everyone's week is going well. I appreciate you joining us for another episode. We will have new episodes every Monday, so if you enjoy our content, give us a follow, turn on notifications, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Today, we're encountering evil with the Chundawat family. Around 1989, Bhopal Singh and his wife Narayan moved to Barari, Delhi in India after selling their farmland and cattle in Rajasthan. The two moved along with their two sons, Vavesh and Lalit. Their daughter would also eventually join them. Years later, the family would also consist of the son's wives, Savita and Tina, and five grandchildren, ages 15 to 33. The family made a living off of their grocery store and plywood business. All ten members of the family lived on the second floor of the building above the store. The store was very successful, and the family was a real part of the community. Bhopal was considered a father figure in their tight-knit neighborhood. People even called him Daddy, and his wife Narayan was known as Mommy. Narayan was such a sweet woman, she was known to bring nearby construction workers water and tea, and would often care for their neighbor's baby. Basically, Bhopal and Narayan were super sweet and loved by the community. Sadly, in 2007, Bhopal passed away of natural causes. Bhopal was the glue that held the family together, the patriarch, so neighbors were concerned for the family when he died, afraid the family would fall apart. Despite everyone's concerns, the family seemed to do even better. The family's financial success continued with them opening a second location for their grocery store and renovating their house. They started changing their lifestyle, cutting back on alcohol and tobacco, and no longer eating non-vegetarian foods. They also became increasingly devout. It was impressive how this family could go through such a tragedy of losing their loved one and coming out on top. Neighbors noticed these changes, but they didn't think much of it. Years later, on July 1st, 2018, townsfolk began lining up outside the Chundawat store early in the morning as usual, waiting for them to open at 6 a.m. But 6 a.m. came and 6 a.m. went. Known for being punctual, people began calling members of the family, but no one was answering. Eventually, a neighbor decides to go upstairs to the family's home and check on them. He knocks on the doors, calls out their names, nothing, not a sound. He tries the front door and it's unlocked. He swings the door open and what he finds causes him to almost faint. He runs back down the stairs yelling for people to call the police. An officer who happened to be nearby hears the commotion and very quickly clears the crowd of people that had formed outside the Chundawats. The policeman begins to ascend the stairs, having been informed by now of what awaits him. However, nothing could prepare him for what he was about to encounter. Upon entering the home, the officer discovered 10 bodies dangling from nooses from the ceiling. The bodies were hanging in a circular formation. They were blindfolded and gagged with surgical tape. Their hands and feet were bound, and their ears were plugged with cotton. It was all ten members of the Chundawat family, besides the matriarch, Narayan, who was found dead on the floor in another room. Nobody could believe what had happened. The family had seemed so normal. They had multiple grocery stores open, a successful plywood business, and the children were all in school. 
One of the granddaughters who had been found hanging, Priyanka, was in the middle of planning her wedding. The whole family was excited for her, and neighbors noted Priyanka excitedly talking about her wedding just days before her death. So what would have caused this seemingly perfect family to commit mass suicide? Upon investigating the scene further, the police uncovered 11 diaries, and that's when things took a turn. Following Bhopal's death in 2007, the family had a priest lead them in prayer. During the prayer, Lalit, the son, began chanting. Everyone in the family stops what they're doing and stares at him in shock. Here's the thing. Lalit had been in an accident years prior that left him with a traumatic brain injury, and he lost his ability to speak. For years, he'd been silent, and here he is, right after his father's death, and his voice had returned. So, this man hasn't spoken in literally years, and suddenly, exactly after his father's passing, he speaks? Mmm, I don't know, dude. That sounds pretty convenient. Right? So he's chanting Om, his family can't believe it, and they start whispering to each other. Daddy has returned. A customer at the store recalls asking Lilith how he got his voice back, and Lilith claims his father had come to him in a dream and asked him to perform a ritual. It was also around this time that Lilith began keeping diaries. At first, it was used as a typical diary, and then the entries started getting a little strange. In one entry, he instructs the family to hold a black and white photo of Bhopal in front of them and pray that they get rid of old habits. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really buying it. To me, it seems like he was pretending for whatever unknown reason and took advantage of the opportunity to harm his family, almost like a cult leader. From there on, the diary entries continued to be filled with instructions. The tone became strict, almost scolding. The family followed these instructions, believing that Bhopal was really speaking through Lilith. They believed he had come back through Lilith to save their souls. They thought Bhopal came to Lilith in the night and possessed his body to write these instructions for them. The instructions were originally about how to honor Bhopal, but eventually turned into specific instructions on how to live their lives. Things like what food to eat, when to eat them, what products to sell in their stores, how to invest their money. So this would explain all the life changes that people noticed in the family, and the people in the community did take notice of Lilith's strange behavior, but didn't think too much of it because of how well the family was doing overall. Leading up to their deaths, Lilith's final writings mention a ritual called Vat Tapasya or worship at the hanging roots of the banyan tree. He had convinced his family this ritual was necessary to save their souls. In the days before their deaths, the family would practice the ritual, tying and untying their hands, making nooses, and doing this on each other until they were confident in their abilities. The day before their deaths, the family performed a ceremony of burnt offerings and then ordered food around 10 p.m as instructed by the diaries, and the final ritual would be performed at 1 a.m. There was no sign of struggle, and it is believed that starting at 12 a.m., the family members began tying each other up. Lalit and his wife were to be the last to hang themselves, as they were the ones who kicked the stools out from under the other members before taking their own lives. For whatever reason, Lalit's mother did not use a stool and opted for tying her neck to a doorknob with a belt, 
and strangling herself that way. Police believe she was the one of the first deaths, as her body had been arranged a specific way and the belt was lying purposefully next to her. So why would this family with so much to live for agree to kill themselves? Well, they probably thought they were going to live. The diary entries had instructions for them to untie each other after the ritual, and one of the final entries reads, quote, In your last hours, while your last wish is fulfilled, the skies will open up and the earth will shake. Don't panic, but start chanting the mantra louder. I, Bhopal, will come to save you. I will bring you down and help the others too. It is believed the family left the front door unlocked to make it easier for Bhopal to come in and save them. These people were not committing mass suicide. They thought they were going to survive. Priyanka thought she was going to have her wedding. Police closed the case as a suicide, concluding they had shared psychosis. And that, ghouls and gals, is the story of the Chundawat deaths. If you like what you hear, go ahead and follow us at encountering underscore evil. And don't forget to turn on post notifications so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to look behind you.